Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Why is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your Monday Night Raw post-show 
Well, January 31st, 2022, I am your host, JD, from New York, and this is Off the Script. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Monday nights, wherever you may be, man. I mentioned long-term booking in the intro to this show. You guys see the intro, long-term booking, man. I got into several arguments today with a bunch of hacks on social media because they clearly don't understand the definition of long-term booking. And I'm here to tell you, because I fucking can, and I have great influence in this community, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns was not anywhere near long-term booking. I don't know who thinks that's long-term booking, man, but clearly you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking hack. Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns is not long-term booking. It's long-term desperation because WWE clearly doesn't have anybody for Roman Reigns. And anybody that gets thrown in front of Roman Reigns is just a mere casualty in the tribal chief's path, man. Don't worry about long-term booking. I'll handle the long-term booking. Tony Khan will handle the long-term booking. Video packages and smoke and mirrors doesn't equate to long-term booking, okay? The simple fact that they've been away from each other and nothing to do with each other on television for seven fucking years does not mean it's long-term booking. It's simply a callback. Just want to make everybody aware of that, man, because there's a bunch of geeks in the community that clearly don't have a fucking clue as to what they're talking about, man. Maybe you should quit the podcast game. You don't do it better than I do, so what's the fucking point? Anyway, man, listen. Listen. Monday Night Raw wasn't, again, I don't believe I'm going to say this for two weeks in a row, man. Two weeks in a row. Uh, I don't think Monday Night Raw was as offensive as it usually tends to be. This is two weeks in a row right now. I don't know, man. Maybe I got a soft spot for WrestleMania season. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm getting a Maybe I'm getting a little bit of a soft spot for WrestleMania season, man. Am I changing? Am I changing just a little bit, man? Listen. No matter what you guys think of Monday Night Raw, you think it. No matter what you guys hear on this show, you take it, you apply it, you think about it, and you respect the opinion that's given to you on this show, man. But I will say this, and the one thing that stood out to me about Monday Night Raw is normally the show has no stakes. There's nothing on the line. There's no importance to any of these matches. They're just thrown together because WWE doesn't have a vision. They don't understand long-term booking, okay? WWE clearly doesn't have a vision on normal weeks for Monday Night Raw. But tonight, with the simple fact that most of these matches were important and that the loser and winner of this match, or these matches, I should say, it it rolled through the three hours of this show. There was importance to each one of these matches because if you lose, then you don't go to the Elimination Chamber. If you win, you go to the Elimination Chamber. Now, not everybody had to qualify for the Elimination Chamber. I I don't know why. I mean, I don't like giving handouts to people, but WWE doesn't treat everybody as equal. 
Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins did not have to qualify for the Elimination Chamber match. Bobby Lashley is the WWE champion. So clearly, he's automatically going to be in there because, as per usual, WWE doesn't know how to book the Elimination Chamber match. Bobby Lashley's in there on February 19th, and he is defending the WWE Championship against five other men in Saudi Arabia. I don't like it. I don't like it. Not to say that I'm going to shit on it because I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I don't like it, okay? Roman Reigns doesn't have to be in the Elimination Chamber defending the Universal Championship, so why must Bobby Lashley have to defend the WWE Championship in the Elimination Chamber? WWE does what they want. I get it, but that doesn't make it right, and that doesn't make it logical. Roman Reigns doesn't have to defend the Universal Championship in the Elimination Chamber, so why must Bobby Lashley defend the WWE Championship in the Elimination Chamber? Brock Lesnar already said tonight that he is going to wrestle Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, so he's all automatically cashing in 24, 48 hours, I should say, 48 hours later, cashing in his Royal Rumble chip, and he's going after Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. That takes away the SmackDown portion of the world title picture, For WrestleMania. So then that leaves Bobby Lashley all by himself. The Royal Rumble determines a main event for WrestleMania. Why can't we have the Elimination Chamber do the same thing for another superstar on the roster? If SmackDown wins the Royal Rumble, Raw gets the Elimination Chamber and a number one contendership opportunity against whoever the WWE Champion is. If Raw won the Royal Rumble, then SmackDown gets the Elimination Chamber to challenge for the number one contendership to the Universal Championship. It's not that difficult to process. WWE tends to not understand that this is the concept for the Elimination Chamber. I don't like Bobby Lashley going in there and defending the the WWE Championship three weeks after he won it. He, He doesn't need that. He should be defending it in a one-on-one match. Roman Reigns should be defending his universal title in a one-on-one match while six other deserving individuals battle it out to see who wrestles Bobby Lashley. Very simple. Very simple. WWE, for a second year in a row, uh, has not done the Elimination Chamber the way that it really should be done at all. They did the same thing last year. They did the same thing last year. And I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. I'm not going to like it ever. It just takes away from the Elimination Chamber. It doesn't really make it an important focus for the road to WrestleMania. Now, being that that opinion is out of the way, I will say WWE has stacked this year's Elimination Chamber up. I think this year's Elimination Chamber may be one of the best fields of all time. And I'm very excited about the match. I don't know if I should give WWE their credit or their props for making it somewhat unpredictable. I'm not going to do that because this Elimination Chamber may be the most important booking decision that WWE has done in nearly a decade. Nearly a decade. They have something within their grasp right now to create a new star. And I hope that they're listening. 
I do not want you to take this elimination chamber for granted. I'm glad that I did not get what I was fearing. I was sitting here for weeks saying Omos is going to win the elimination chamber and Bobby Lashley is going to be defending the title against Omos. Thank fucking Christ. Nobody in WWE has given us that. That would have been absolutely putrid on every possible level. WWE has an opportunity to create a new star here, okay? And there's two different ways to go about that. Now, the field of six is Brock Lesnar, who automatically came out tonight and demanded a spot, and WWE gave it to him. No questions asked. First of all, he wanted to challenge Bobby Lashley tonight for the WWE title. I knew that wasn't going to happen. He came out in his ring gear, and Bobby Lashley said, no, of course not. You get to the back of the line. So then Adam Pearce just puts him in the elimination chamber match. Now, I get it. I get it. It's Brock Lesnar. I get it. He lost, and Paul Heyman screwed him over. I get it. And it's Saudi Arabia. WWE needs Brock Lesnar at these shows because the prince is paying a lot of money for a big-time WWE show, and you can't have a big-time WWE show without Brock Lesnar on the card. I get it. But how ridiculous does it look that Brock Lesnar won the Royal Rumble? He's already secured his ticket to WrestleMania, and now here he is after securing his ticket to WrestleMania and cashing in the ticket to WrestleMania because he said tonight, I'm going after Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. How ridiculous does it look that he gets into the chamber with absolutely no fucking rhyme or reason? They just put him in there. What's the point of him winning the Royal Rumble? He's got his Universal Championship match all set. Now he's going after the WWE title again. What is his business in the Elimination Chamber? He's already told us he's focusing on Roman Reigns. What difference does it make what Bobby Lashley is doing or not, or Brock Lesnar is there or not? Who gives a shit? This is why WWE changed the fucking script for the Royal Rumble 20 different fucking times over the course of 48 hours leading into the show on Saturday night. Why have Lesnar win the Royal Rumble if you were only going to put him in the Elimination Chamber? I don't get it. And tonight, he's still hyping up and teasing a champion versus champion match against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Let me tell you something. If you guys think that Brock Lesnar is going to WrestleMania as a WWE champion, he would have beaten Bobby Lashley at the Royal Rumble. He would have already showed up on Raw as WWE champion following the Royal Rumble, and we would be well on our way to a title versus title match. There is absolutely no point in taking the belt off of Roman Reigns, putting it on Bobby Lashley, to only put it back on Brock Lesnar, or Brock Lesnar, rather. There's no, there's no point in taking the belt off of Brock Lesnar to put it on Bobby Lashley, only to put it on uh, Brock Lesnar again for him to lose to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. There's no point. So Brock Lesnar is there. Why? Why is he there? That's what I want to know. He won the Royal Rumble. What is going to be his role in the Elimination Chamber? Is he just there to take out Bobby Lashley? Does he really want this title versus title match at WrestleMania against Roman Reigns? And why does he? 
He's already getting Roman Reigns. What difference does it make if he has the title or not? He's getting Roman Reigns. I wish WWE would elaborate on Brock Lesnar wanting the WWE title to take it to WrestleMania and challenge Roman Reigns in a title versus title match. Why does he want that? What is the purpose of Brock Lesnar going out there and telling you that? What is the reason for that? I wish WWE would tell us. Is it going to end the brand split? Does Brock want to end the brand split? Does Brock want one world title to end them all? One world title to rule them all? What? What is the reason? Brock Lesnar is not winning the Elimination Chamber. That doesn't make sense. Seth Rollins is in there. Seth Rollins was also the other participant announced tonight by doing nothing. He gets into the Elimination Chamber. No qualifying match for Seth Rollins. Why? Why is that? Kevin Owens had to go through a qualifying match. Austin Theory had to go through a qualifying match. Matt Riddle and Otis, for whatever reason, Matt Riddle and Otis had a qualifying match. AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio had a qualifying match. But why didn't Seth Rollins get a qualifying match tonight on Monday Night Raw? Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. WWE had Rollins go out there and say that because of his performance at the Royal Rumble, he was given another opportunity at the WWE title. How does that make any sense? How does that make any fucking sense? Seth Rollins and his performance was against Roman Reigns and the Universal Championship. If his performance was so good, wouldn't wouldn't Bruce Prichard and Vince McMahon or Adam Pearce in this case have Adam Pearce go out there and fucking spew some illogical bullshit? If If his performance was so good at the Royal Rumble, Wouldn't he be rewarded another universal title match against Roman Reigns at the Elimination Chamber? What does the WWE title have to do with Seth Rollins based on his fucking performance at the Royal Rumble? Do you get where I'm going with this? I don't mind that he's there. I would love an explanation as to why he's legitimately there and not based on his performance. His performance was for the Universal title, not the WWE title. A better explanation, Bruce. Clearly nobody proofreads these fucking scripts. Something along the lines of, well, Rollins was on the receiving end of Roman Reigns disobeying WWE officials' rules. He failed to break a five-count in the WWE Universal title match at the Royal Rumble, and that is not the proper representation of a world champion in world wrestling entertainment. So therefore, we are putting Rollins in the elimination chamber to give him an opportunity because Roman Reigns kind of messed things up. Was it so difficult to come up with an explanation as that? Just like they did with the Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns match at the Royal Rumble. All these fucking morons on social media thinking it's long-term booking. My God, man, WWE is really, really dumbing you fucking idiots down to truly believe everything that they fucking shield to you, man. They're, they're, They're showcasing history in the match. Meanwhile, that's not even the real reason that Rollins is there. 
if you go back to before day one, Rollins was supposed to be guaranteed a WWE title match against Big E, and every single week, that was slowly but surely taken away from him. A one-on-one match got turned into a triple threat. A triple threat got turned into a fatal four-way. On the night of day one, a fatal four-way got turned into a fatal five-way because Roman got COVID. Seth Rollins was never given a one-on-one opportunity for a world title against Big E. And in that match, it was unfair. That's why he got the match with Roman. That does not mean long-term booking. If only you people watch the show with the same fucking eyes that I do, man, instead of acting like you know it all. Motherfucker, I know it all. Can you answer any of the questions I have already brought in to you in the, in the first 30 minutes of this fucking show? No, you can't. I don't see anybody else talking about it. Seth Rollins is there. Why? I don't know. His performance is the reason why he's there. Bullshit. Bullshit. Kevin Owens and Austin Theory had a match tonight. Austin Theory advanced. I'm not surprised that Austin Theory made it to the Elimination Chamber. Does he stand a fucking chance? Listen, I got a better chance of dating fucking Tony Storm, man. It's not going to happen. Have a better chance of Tony leaving Juice to come knock on my door and date me instead. No, it's not happening. Never in a million years. So Austin Theory actually, he got into the Elimination Chamber by actually winning a fucking match. And he's been winning on Monday night. So therefore, he looks like the type of guy that I would put in there as one of the combatants for the Elimination Chamber. So good on Austin Theory. So I'm glad that he's there. So we got Lesnar, we got Rollins, and we got Theory. Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's in there. The match with Otis was not supposed to be a qualifying match for the Elimination Chamber. WWE kind of brought that on in the last minute. And Matt Riddle advanced by beating Otis. I don't mind that he's there. Good for Matt Riddle. He's one of the more entertaining parts of the show. But he is in a tag team. If Riddle is there, why isn't Orton there? Where was Randy Orton tonight? Did Randy Orton get hurt? I don't understand why Riddle is in there, but Matt Riddle is not there. That is the one thing I want you guys to focus on before I get into the point I'm going to make. AJ Styles beat Rey Mysterio tonight. Very good match. AJ Styles is in the Elimination Chamber. Right now, as far as I'm concerned, he's one of the odds-on favorites to win the WWE Championship at Elimination Chamber on February 19th. And then, obviously, Bobby Lashley is the WWE Champion. That rounds out the field of six. Lesnar, Rollins, Theory, Riddle, Styles, and Bobby Lashley. That's that. So, what I want to really project to you guys here is what I see now that we got this pretty much set and this is concrete for the next three weeks, the Elimination Chamber field is very impressive. Minus the illogical bullshit that we've gotten tonight, the Elimination Chamber field is very impressive. Lesnar's not winning the championship. I don't know why he's there. I think he will factor into the ending, and I do think that he is only there for two reasons. Number one, because it's Saudi, it's a big payday. He doesn't give a shit if he wins or loses. He's just there for the money. And number two, he's probably going to eye Bobby Lashley and really be the factor as to why Bobby Lashley does not walk out of the Elimination Chamber as the WWE Champion. So Lesnar's not winning it. Unless WWE is really going to give me and everybody else what they want, and that is title versus title, unification, and ending the brand split. I would love it 
If that's the case, Lesnar should have beat Bobby Lashley at the Royal Rumble. That did not happen. So no matter how much we want a unification match, no matter how much we want a title versus title, Reigns versus Lesnar, it's not going to happen. Otherwise, Lashley would have lost at the Royal Rumble. So Lesnar is not winning the WWE Championship to only drop it right back to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Doesn't make sense. Austin Theory is not winning the WWE title. Might as well just throw his name right out of the fucking window. I don't even know why I mentioned him. He's not winning it. I'm glad that he's there. Great for him. He's not winning it. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins could win the WWE title, but I don't really see him factoring into that right now. I see Rollins as the type of guy to really start chasing the WWE championship somewhere later on down the line. Maybe around SummerSlam, I'd give it to maybe the end of the year, around there. Anywhere between August and December. I see Rollins as the guy on Monday Night Raw. You got to go in order of priority now. Rollins is a made man. He doesn't need the WWE Championship. If WWE wanted to do long-term booking, then WWE could have easily given us a story that went well before the Royal Rumble with Rollins and Reigns, having it go through the Rumble, having it go through Saudi, and having it end at WrestleMania. So it's not long-term booking. He is just there out of necessity. And he's there because WWE has nobody else for Roman Reigns. That's not long-term booking. Rollins doesn't fit into the plans right now. Rollins is not a priority. Rollins is over. He's a made man. Rollins is going to be just fine whether he wins or loses. He's doing the best work of his career. That leaves AJ Styles and Matt Riddle. These are the two guys that I'm focusing on here for the Elimination Chamber. What have I told you? Since day one, since the first day that RK-Bro got together, if this does not end with Matt Riddle going over Randy Orton, what's the fucking point? Specifically, I said, what's the fucking point? If this does not lead to Matt Riddle versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania and Matt Riddle getting the big win over Randy Orton. They will be breaking up. How? I don't know. Matt Riddle is going to be a babyface and Randy Orton is going to go back to being a prick. The Viper. That's the role he plays best. AJ Styles. AJ Styles is here and AJ Styles is the desired winner here at the Elimination Chamber based on who he is and who he is only. Everybody realizes that AJ Styles has been fucked over creatively on this show. A lot of people who want AJ to win want him to win because he's been booked like shit for the better part of a year and a half. Maybe even longer than that. They want to erase everything that WWE did with him and Omas. That's why people want AJ Styles to win. You got two different ways to go about this. Does Matt Riddle win the WWE Championship at the Elimination Chamber, beat Bobby Lashley, and the simple fact that Riddle is in a match with Brock Lesnar, that also gets me excited as well, the fact that they're in the same match. Does Matt Riddle beat Bobby Lashley to win the WWE Championship, which in then turns Randy Orton jealous of Matt Riddle, which will then lead to the breakup of RK-Bro. Match at WrestleMania, WWE title, Matt Riddle beats 
Randy Orton at WrestleMania to retain the WWE Championship. I don't like it. I don't like it. Not ready for it yet. I'll revisit that in a second. JD, why don't you like that? I don't like it because Matt Riddle winning the WWE Championship and then beating Randy Orton at WrestleMania does nothing for me. Matt Riddle beating Randy Orton for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania, that is what you need to do. Clearly, it can't happen here if Randy is not in the chamber, but Matt Riddle is. So that is out of the picture. We're not doing that at the Elimination Chamber, and that's not best for Matt Riddle, and that's not best for business. Also, I don't really see that as far as main eventing WrestleMania. That's not going to main event WrestleMania. That's not going to happen in the main event on night one. What I do think the likely scenario is, is AJ Styles. AJ Styles, I don't know how WWE thinks of AJ Styles. I honestly think WWE at this point in AJ Styles' career is taking AJ for granted. I don't think they really appreciate the value that AJ Styles can continue to bring them as long as he is contracted to the company. I don't know why. In a day and age where everybody just wants professional wrestling, you got one of the best professional wrestlers. Get Scott Boy out of the chat. Get Scott Boy out of the chat. Who the fuck is angry, pussy? Who the fuck is angry, pussy? Sit at the bar, have a fucking shot, and get the fuck out of my venue. Get him out of here. I don't think WWE appreciates who AJ Styles is. I don't. In a day and age where people want professional wrestling... They got one of the best professional wrestlers on the face of the planet. Don't know why they don't book him as such. I don't know why they don't book him as such. They got him here, utilize him like AEW is knocking on your back door. Seriously. I don't understand why AJ has been booked into a fucking oblivion on this show. So this is what I'm proposing. AJ Styles wins. The WWE Championship at the Elimination Chamber. AJ Styles goes into WrestleMania defending the WWE Championship. Who does he defend the WWE Championship against? He defends the WWE Championship against Edge. We've all wanted it. I've been pitching it for the last six months. Edge versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. That is your night one Main event, we go off the air with Edge winning the WWE Championship, and it will be a glorious moment as he winds down his career. Now, you're probably saying, well, why does AJ have to be a transitional champion for Edge? It's not about AJ Styles. It's not about Edge. It's about Edge in that moment to give him a WrestleMania moment before he packs up his bags. I don't know how much he has left. That's going to be your WWE Championship match. It's not about AJ. It's not about Edge. It's about Matt Riddle. And before anybody asks me, JD, you want fresh. You want new. WWE certainly needs new and fresh at the top. This is new and fresh. Bobby Lashley, Big E, and Seth Rollins aren't new and fresh at the top. And please spare me your fucking bullshit. New and fresh. Nothing is new and fresh. In WWE, we've seen it all. I don't know if you guys know or not. The main event scene on Monday Night Raw consists of everybody over 40, minus Seth Rollins. So what exactly is new and fresh? There's nobody on the show. Damian Priest is even pushing 40. 
Give me a fucking break. Stop trying to combat me on everything that I say. This is the best for storytelling. Right here, what I'm about to tell you. Edge wins the WWE title from AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Edge somehow gets involved with Randy Orton again. Randy Orton, and I know, I don't want to revisit it, but it works. And it's history. Edge revisits the Randy Orton feud. Randy Orton eyes Edge. He's starting to finally see Matt Riddle for a joke and a clown. I'm stuck with this guy. Meanwhile, guys that I grew up around in the business, guys that I was sharing a locker room with all those years ago, look at him winning world titles. Look at this guy going to WrestleMania, main eventing WrestleMania, winning the WWE title. I'm here fucking riding around on scooters with this fucking clown, Matt Riddle, right? Matt Riddle starts to get under Randy Orton's skin. Randy Orton starts to slowly, slowly turn on Matt Riddle. And eventually, he gets to Edge. He says, you know what? I'm going to go challenge Edge for the WWE Championship. There's something there. Randy Orton beats Edge at Money in the Bank for the WWE Championship in a revisiting of their feud a couple of years ago. And then at that point, Randy Orton turns on Matt Riddle. The betrayal finally happens. Randy Orton dumps the dead weight, and he is the WWE Champion on Monday Night Raw. Then you set up Matt Riddle winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. And there you go. In a revenge angle. In a revenge angle. There's no cash-in. There's no surprise attack. There's no surprise cash-in. Matt Riddle cashes in the Money in the Bank briefcase at SummerSlam against his former partner and his former bro, Randy Orton, and Matt Riddle wins the WWE Championship at SummerSlam. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Long-term booking. And it goes from Styles to Edge, Edge to Orton, and everybody in that order is helping Matt Riddle get to the top of WWE, and we get a new star in the main event scene. If this, which started all those months ago, does not lead to Matt Riddle winning the WWE Championship... Not even that. I said it then. If this does not lead to Matt Riddle becoming a WWE main eventer, the fuck are we doing here? What are we doing here? There's no point in anything that we've watched for the last year and a half with RK Bro if it doesn't lead to that. 
I've seen some people, WrestleVotes tweeted, Matt Riddle was supposed to win the Royal Rumble. Matt Riddle was supposed to win the Royal Rumble. I'll be talking about all this tomorrow on episode 408, I believe, is the podcast. Tomorrow. Sometime in the afternoon, it will be going live on YouTube. I'll be talking about all of it. If this does not lead to Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, I don't know why we're even here. That is the best for business. It is, it is so ridiculous how everybody doesn't give a shit about creating new stars. If Matt Riddle won the Royal Rumble over Brock Lesnar, Matt Riddle would have got a fucking ovation that would have tore that building down if he won the Royal Rumble. That's how over he is. Everybody much rather would have seen Matt Riddle win the Royal Rumble than Brock Lesnar. But there are ways to get Matt Riddle to to the WWE Championship without having him win the Royal Rumble. That is what needs to happen. Matt Riddle was scheduled to win the Royal Rumble. And WWE Creative apparently, says Russell Votes, that they wanted to do Matt Riddle versus Randy Orton for the WWE title at WrestleMania. It's too soon for that. It is too soon for that. Why are you going to rush the Matt Riddle and Randy Orton match? Let it drag out. Let it drag out. The longer it goes in this particular situation, the longer it goes in this instance, the better off it will be and the better story it will be in the end. The whole point is getting Matt Riddle to the WWE title and having him be the new biggest guy on the show. And it's better for him to chase and be in the sympathetic babyface role over somebody that is a natural heel which everybody would love to see him conquer. It is not that difficult. I wanted AJ versus Edge to begin with at WrestleMania before anybody was even fucking breathing it. Now, here you go. Edge isn't doing anything as far as I know at Elimination Chamber. So why not do it? Styles is great, don't get me wrong. Transitional champion? You know, WWE doesn't want to put the title on AJ Styles in a transitional role to Edge. I think that works out best. If we get one more Edge and Randy Orton match, similar to what Edge and Roman Reigns did at Money in the Bank last year, why would you complain? And for all those people that say Edge doesn't deserve a WWE championship run, who the fuck are you? Like, who are you? And why doesn't he deserve a WWE championship run in what could be the final year of his WWE contract? You don't think the body of work that that man has showed us over the last three years deserves one more run? Why did he come back? You don't think he wants to win the WWE title at WrestleMania? He's not deserving of that? One of the greatest ever? Now, please tell me who else is better on Monday Night Raw for that spot. Who? There isn't many. There isn't any at all, in fact. That's what you do. That's what you do. That was Monday Night Raw tonight. This is what I was thinking about. This is what I was thinking about while we seen the Elimination Chamber field all set. Lesnar's not winning it. It's either AJ or Riddle. And I just gave you every fucking reason as to why Riddle should not win the WWE title. It's not in the cards. It would actually hurt Matt Riddle if he won the WWE Championship. But I don't trust WWE here. Look what they did to Big E. They gave Big E the WWE title well before... He deserved it. And look at what happened to Big E. 
So is it out of the realm of possibility for Matt Riddle to win the WWE Championship? No, it's not. Because WWE loves to make boneheaded fucking creative decisions. That's what I laid out for you. That is how it needs to go. Long-term booking. Long-term booking is things and situations and stories that happen consecutively week after week after week after week on television that have a beginning and a fucking end. Long-term booking does not take eight years off in between to somehow come back and be called long-term booking. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on Monday Night Raw and the post show right here on Off The Script. It is now February 1st, 2022. Hit that thumbs up, man. We are looking at 2,900 people in the venue I only see 766 likes, though. Why? Why do I only see 768 likes? We got almost 3,000 people in here, man. I should I should see 1,000 likes minimum. I just gave you anything you guys are thinking about. I gave it to you better than Bruce could ever. So where's my likes? Hit that thumbs up, guys. If you guys have not hit the thumbs up, hit that thumbs up. It truly helps out the video. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. That's Twitter and Instagram. Get those super chats in. We'll hang out at the end of the show, as always. We'll read through them all. You guys let me know what you think about everything that happened on tonight's show. How you feeling about the Royal Rumble 48 hours later? Two of the worst Rumble matches ever we saw on Saturday night. I want to personally thank you guys for Saturday Night Man. We had 5,400 people inside the OTS venue, man. It was fucking crazy. The Royal Rumble review is now up to 65,000 views and over 4,000 likes. You guys are fucking crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. Thank you so very much for all of your supports. Go get your t-shirts, man. Bonfire.com is the exclusive home of Off The Scripts. Go get your t-shirts. You guys can rock the OTS t-shirts anywhere you go. Exclusively sold on Bonfire.com. I also got tote bags and mugs over there, coffee mugs. Awesome stuff. So go check it out. Make sure you guys go check out all the other videos that you, that you might have missed on the channel. We got a ton of stuff. Coming up this week, NXT tomorrow night, AEW Dynamite, Punk, and MJF live. Jesse and I will be live on Wednesday. We got two flagship podcasts going up tomorrow and Thursday. Friday night, SmackDown, you name it, man. Going to be a busy week. Going to be a very, very busy week. I'm glad you guys are here to uh, go through it all with me, man. And today's show is sponsored by Audible, audibletrial.com slash script. You guys get 30 days free of their service and one free audio book of your choice, man. There's 200,000 choices to choose from. So make sure you guys get that in and use that use that unique link, man. Get something for free. I don't give out free shit all the time, man. So I'm giving you guys a free audio book and audible service for 30 days. It's audibletrial.com slash scripts. And I want to thank them for always being a great sponsor of the podcast right here. On off the script. 
We got the open of the show, man. I don't want to spend too much time on the open. I just went over exactly what happened in the open, but in the simplest way possible, Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley were out there. Lesnar came out in his wrestling gear. He wanted a WWE title match. Bobby Lashley told him no. Adam Pearce said that Bobby Lashley would defend the WWE Championship in the Elimination Chamber. Brock Lesnar said that he wants to make the match with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, title versus title, and he's coming after Bobby. So Adam Pearce said, all right, listen, we can't do the match now. Bobby Lashley said no, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to make it official right now. Brock Lesnar is going to be in the Elimination Chamber for the WWE Championship, so he will have one more opportunity to make that match with Roman at WrestleMania, title versus title. Unification, ending the brand split, one champion for them all, I doubt it. It's not going to happen, as I just went over in the beginning of this show. But Lesnar is there, and that is pretty much what happened in the open of the show. I would have loved to see another match with Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar on Monday Night Raw. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually went and did it tonight. Because this was going to be a big rating show for them. Ronda's back, Lesnar's back, Royal Rumble was trending number one worldwide all night on Saturday night. For uh, mostly the wrong reasons, because the show was fucking terrible. But this was going to be a big rating draw for WWE. No Monday Night Football, nothing to hold them back. So I figured they would throw the kitchen sink at everybody, but we didn't get it. So Lesnar's going into the Elimination Chamber, and he will be vying for the WWE title. I told you in the beginning why it didn't make sense, why I don't like it, but I get why he's there. And I went over all the field of six as to who I think is going to win on February 19th. Rhea Ripley. She went one-on-one with Nikki T.R. A.S.H. And nobody gave a shit about this match because nobody gave a shit about anything that these two did as a team and nobody gave a shit about anything they did together as tag team champions. So why would anybody be interested in seeing these two in the ring together? This is a nothing match built off of a nothing feud that's only brought Rhea Ripley down to the sub-depths of irrelevancy on Monday Night Raw. So Ripley was in control. Nikki kind of lured her in here into sliding to the outside. Nikki caught her in the ring skirts on the outside, trapped her there, and threw some big forearms. Nikki was in control after this spot with the ring apron. Ripley came back after blocking a tornado DDT and then followed up with some Big clotheslines took Nikki Cross down, or Nikki Ash. Then she went for a headbutt. She went for a snapmare. She went for a drop kick. She went for a big super kick and a northern light suplex, which only got her a two count off the pinning bridge of the German suplex, or the northern light suplex. So Nikki Trash fought off of Rhea Ripley's offense here. They're on the turnbuckle here. Tornado DDT for Nikki. Gets a two count. Nikki sets up a move, but she wasted too much time posing like a retard. And Ripley counted into a riptide for a one, two, three. And that was pretty much it. Rhea Ripley beats Nikki TR ASH. And she hopefully moves on from this disgusting, just irrelevant feud that has done nothing but bring her career down over the course of the last year and a half. What does she do at WrestleMania? I don't know. She'll be lucky to even find a spot on WrestleMania. She better hope that Bailey or Asuka come back because right now there is nothing for her to do on Monday Night Raw. If you guys need any more, any more 
of a fucking excuse to merge the divisions, look at Bianca and look at Rhea. There will not be an elimination chamber for the women, I don't think. I don't think there should be. I don't even think they got six women to put in that fucking chamber. So we'll see what happens. I don't even know who Ronda's going to wrestle. Everybody's saying Charlotte Flair. Nobody wants to see that match. I don't even think Ronda wants that match. Ronda would much rather get Becky. But we're not going to get a decision on that till Friday. This was garbage. Rhea Ripley wins in eight minutes. Hopefully, this is the ending of their feud. The Alpha Academy Scooter Challenge with RK Bro. Now, Randy Orton wasn't there. And Matt Riddle was the only representation of RK Bro on their show. Kevin Patrick presented Gable vs. Riddle, the Scooter Challenge. Gable said the spelling bee was rigged last week because Kevin Patrick's accent ruined it for him. He said a scooter race shouldn't be a part of an academic challenge, and I agree with him. Gable told Patrick to explain the rules they talked about. Patrick said the two wrestlers have to do 50 laps around the arena backstage, and the first to cross the finish line at ringside is declared the winner. Gable was wearing... This type of skiing outfit, I believe, or skater outfit. He said he got it from the the Olympians that he knows. They gifted it to him for tonight's activity. R-Truth showed up and he had a big race car flag. And he officially started the race. The scooter challenge is off and running. This is clearly WWE's way of extending the feud between Alpha Academy and RK Bro, but I thought the spelling bee was great. I thought this was kind of lame. I thought this was kind of corny. Now I get that, you know, it fits into the RK Bro wheel bag, uh, you know, the 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 bag of tricks for them. But I, I'm not really sports entertained with this scooter shit. I'm not. I didn't find any of this funny. The the spelling bee I found funny. I didn't find any of this funny tonight. I thought this was rather lame. So they got to do 50 laps around the entire arena. Clearly, we didn't see them do all 50 laps. It was spread across the first hour and a half of the show. And then they finally caught up to them when they were finishing the final lap. And all through the night, they showed them going around in different skits. Matt Riddle came across Omos. And I'll go over it with you. There was hijinks in the back throughout the show, which then led us to the final lap of the scooter race, which I'll go over in just a little bit. Alexa Bliss, she was at another therapy session. I need fucking therapy after watching Royal Rumble. She's at a therapy session, and we got a refresher about the first time she met Lily. Alexa was laying on a couch, and I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Alexa is looking a little bit more normal as of late. She's kind of shedding. If you guys watch this close enough, I don't know why I'm watching this close enough, but she's kind of shedding the colorful, I guess, evil bliss, the funhouse bliss, the Wyatt-like bliss. She's kind of shedding all of those colors and kind of going back to normal a little bit. That's what I got and took away from this segment. She was laying down on a couch in the therapist's office, And the therapist asks what she's thinking about. 
Bliss said she used the word imaginary, but Lily has always been real. So they showed photos of Bliss as a little girl with Lily. She asked what she would do if Lily somehow returned to her. Bliss said she'd hug her and dress her up and have a sleepover and watch scary movies. You don't need to watch scary movies. Monday Night Raw is on at 8 p.m. every Monday. Can't get more scarier than that. The therapist presented Bliss with a replica of Lily. He asked how it makes her feel. Bliss sat up quickly and started to get emotional. Lily? Lily, is that you? Give me a fucking break. And then the, 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 the therapist is like, this is not a real Lily. I bought this off of WWEshop.com. Thank you. Thank you. Is this a therapy session or a fucking infomercial? Get this shit off my television, man. I can't stand Alexa Bliss. I couldn't stand her then. And WWE is going to make me hate her more so now when she comes back. Just because of this fucking bullshit. Awful. Awful. Miz. Miz and Dominic Mysterio. This match went two minutes. That's all Miz is worth. Two minutes. Thank God. He defeated Dominic Mysterio here with Rey Mysterio on the outside. The match sucked. It's nothing about the match. The Miz is awful. The Miz is one of the most boring pro wrestlers on the face of the planet. The ending was great. I will give Miz this. The ending was fantastic here. He did the old Eddie Guerrero, influenced by Eddie Guerrero, faking something happening behind the referee's back and then blaming it on somebody else. So as the referee went to go check on Dominic here, there was a distraction that the Miz uh, devised up here. So the referee went to go check on Dominic And Miz tripped himself after running the ropes. He looked at Rey Mysterio. The referee turned around. And right as the referee was turning around, the Miz was tripping. And the Miz pointed at Rey Mysterio, blaming Rey Mysterio for tripping him up and interfering in the match, helping his son. The referee kicked out Rey Mysterio from the ringside area. This led to a distraction. Dominic didn't know what the fuck was going on. So with Dominic distracted, The Miz got the skull-crushing finale on Dominic Mysterio, one, two, three, and Miz wins in two minutes. That was it. Now, I don't know what WWE is doing with Dominic, but Jesus fucking Christ, man, I've, I've stated this several times. I know Jesse has as well, man. Dominic Mysterio is fucking dead on this show. At some points, I, I don't even look at him as Rey Mysterio's son, man. I look at him as a loser. Like, I look at Rey Mysterio. There's not one single human being watching this show that could legitimately hate Rey Mysterio for any reasons. Rey Mysterio's one of the most influential figures in the entire history of this business. But when I look at his son, I don't even look at the son of Rey Mysterio. I look at a loser. Take anybody. In AEW, that is the same age as uh, Dominic Mysterio, Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, MJF, right? Darby Allen, even a hook. Take those guys and compare them to Dominic Mysterio, man. Dominic should have been booked as a future pillar of the WWE like his father has been a pillar of WWE. Dominic is a pillar of Titus Catering. He's better served as a fucking table leg in catering. 
I don't get it. The guy sucks. This was a complete fucking burial. That's what it sounded like to me. That's what it looked like to me of Dominic Mysterio. I don't get how anybody could look at Dominic and see anything positive or remotely entertaining. Guy's got no character. He's got no charisma. He's not even that good in the ring. This is the son of Rey Mysterio, a loser. WWE has failed Dominic Mysterio. Hook, Hook in four matches is so much further along than Dominic Mysterio in two and a half years. How is that even possible? No, but Tony Khan is doing a bad job at creating future talent, right? Dominic is a fucking waste. I would never want him on my roster. With the way he's been treated, no way. Miz wins. Looks like they're setting up a Miz and Rey Mysterio feud. Great. Something else I don't care to see with the Miz. Let's just get him off television. How about that? Tamina, she was backstage. I don't know why Tamina is on this show, still chasing the 24-7 championship. And Dana Brooke, Tamina, you know where this woman works. She's always in catering. I hear she's always in catering, right? She comes walking through the venue out every now and then, looking at what Titus has in the freezer to take it back to catering and cook up a hot meal for everybody. You know where she is. She takes the same seat every fucking week. But Tamina is still chasing the 24-7 title. Gable and Riddle rode past them as they were fighting over the 24-7 title. Brooke escaped. And at this point in the show, they did about 18 laps for the scooter race that they are currently engaging in. Riddle then ran up to Omas, riding a scooter through the back. He looked up at Omas. He told Omas, you know, Omas, I never noticed before, but you have beautiful eyes. Omas says, what? He's looking around. Omas is looking around, don't know what to say about Riddle's nice compliment. Riddle then continued to scoot away. Kevin Owens show. Owens stood in the middle of the ring with two office chairs. He welcomed everyone to the KO show. His guest was Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins came out. He was wearing a glittery jacket, sunglasses. Owens offered Seth Rollins a chair and a seat, but he said he was surprised he was able to appear on Raw after the attack that Roman Reigns dished out at the Royal Rumble. Seth agreed to see, you know, the, the, the uh, attack at the Royal Rumble that uh, apparently was uh, long-term booking. You know, that, that steel chair attack that uh, WWE's been working on since 2014, right? You know, because Vince and Bruce, they went creative in 2014 and uh, came up with the creative idea then in 2014. Yeah, you know what, Bruce? We're going to pay this off after eight years at the 2022 Royal Rumble. We're going to have Reigns attack Rollins the same way that Rollins broke up the shield. WWE can't even book a fucking show the day of. They got fucking creative plans in the can for eight years. <laughs> oh, man, man. The IWC is a bunch of fucking idiots, man. Holy shit. When I think they can't get dumber, man, they always surprise me. Always a pleasant surprise to see the IQ dipping massively every single week. 
So Rollins is there. They showed footage, which apparently fits into the long-term booking of this title match at the Royal Rumble as well. Owens was standing after the clip was showed, and he said he was very sad about what happened to Rollins. And Reigns got himself disqualified in order to save the title. He said it was disgusting and shameful. Owens says, now while you you might not be the universal champion, you will be the universal champion in my heart. All the the fucking geeks out there, man, that are too timid to go up to a fucking female. (laughs) Yeah, keep swiping on Tinder. I keep swiping on Bumble. And you'll get your fish. You'll get your little bumblebee, man. When you tell them that you're a pro wrestling fan, and they they smell you because you didn't use Dr. Squatch, and they get a load of your fucking breath, right? Listen, you could throw this one-liner at them. You're the universal champion of my heart. Will you please go out with me? Try that one. Block. Never to be heard from again. Guarantee you. Um, well, there's a clip for the short channel, right? Somebody clip that for the short channel, man. I'll upload that tonight. I got to upload the Natty one from the Royal Rumble too, man, about, uh, ah, my precious, you know, because Natty got eliminated from the Royal Rumble like she was, uh, fucking Frodo Baggins looking for the goddamn, or Gollum looking for the fucking, uh, ring. In Lord of the Rings. She came into the Royal Rumble, got eliminated, came back again, and got eliminated twice. Is that a world record for Natty? Right? Who else has been eliminated twice? Not even Bushwhacker Luke can say he owes the dubious distinction of being eliminated twice in the Royal Rumble, man. Holy shit. Anyway. um, You're the universal champion of my heart! Says Kevin Owens. Seth thanked Owens and said it means a lot to him. He stood up, but he was kind of in pain. He was selling the uh, attack of the steel chair shots from Roman Reigns. He said he acquired a permanent piece of real estate in the brain of Roman Reigns. He says he can go back there anytime, and when he does, he will bring back the universal title. Oh, wow. I guess this constitutes his long-term booking, right? Give me a break. Seth says that's SmackDown business, but tonight he's on Raw. He said he's come to the distinction that Lashley is defending the WWE title in the chamber in a few weeks. And I got a special uh, announcement for everybody. I will be in the elimination chamber match. Kevin Owens was a little upset here because he says he didn't get advance notice on this. And he said, well, you you get in, right? You you get into the chamber, but I have a qualifying match against Austin Theory. How does that work out? KO says, you know, that's great. Maybe I should go tell Sony DeVille and Adam Pierce that I should be included in the Elimination Chamber as well without a qualifying match or, or, or else. He told Seth he would do it for him. That's 100% the truth, he said. Seth says he'd like to believe him, but he sounded a little bit skeptical here. Austin Theory then made his way to the ring, cutting Kevin Owens and the KO show shorts, and this match was up next. I like the pairing of Owens and Rollins, but the thing is... I I don't know where they're going with this. It certainly looks like Owens has nothing to do going into WrestleMania. He's not in the Elimination Chamber. After the Elimination Chamber, what are we doing with Kevin Owens on Monday Night Raw? What about Seth uh, Seth Rollins? 
What about Seth Rollins? What is Seth Rollins doing on Monday Night Raw after the Elimination Chamber? He's not winning the WWE title. Who does he wrestle at WrestleMania? It seems to me that we may be setting up for another Rollins and Owens match at WrestleMania. I don't know if that works out. In fact, I would not do that. I don't think I'd do that at all. I really do think that we are looking at a situation that WWE is... Creatively, I don't know if they could really make good for Rollins and Owens at WrestleMania. Like, what are we doing here? I don't, I don't get what we're doing here. Does Rollins go after Owens? Does Rollins and Owens team up together to go after the tag team championships? Do we get Finn Balor thrown in there at some point to, to wrestle Rollins at WrestleMania? I don't know. It, it seems like it's a big question mark for both of these guys. And nobody wants to see another one-on-one match. We've we seen it. We've seen it two years ago. Shane McMahon apparently is coming back to Monday Night Raw. Where does he factor in? You know, Shane McMahon eliminated Kevin Owens like a, a fucking piece of trash at the Royal Rumble. Do we revisit that? Do we revisit that at WrestleMania? Now, if he's coming back to Raw, I, I don't know why Shane McMahon would go after Kevin Owens. We've seen that and done that. Shane McMahon apparently, you know, obviously Vince McMahon's son, maybe Vince McMahon sends Shane McMahon to go mentor Austin Theory, and it leads to those two guys having a match. I don't know. What does Rollins do at WrestleMania? I know a lot of people want Rollins possibly added to the Lesnar and Reigns match to make it a triple threat match. I don't want that. We've seen a triple threat match last year at WrestleMania with Roman Reigns included. We don't need to see another one. WWE's cheap way out at WrestleMania is, oh yeah, let's do a triple threat match. No. Last year, it made sense. This year, I don't really care for it. Reigns, Lesnar, ended. It's about Lesnar, Reigns, Paul Heyman. Rollins has nothing to do with Roman Reigns right now. Nothing. So I wonder what, this, uh, what, the, what the plan is for Rollins and Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. But we got Kevin Owens and Austin Theory here. This was a very, very good match. Austin Theory continues to have, continues to have bangers on this show. Awesome. Austin Theory qualified in about 12 minutes. Owens was in full control here. Theory caught him with a big boot outside the ring. He took him and drove him backwards into the steel steps. Owens fought back, hit an Inziguri, DDT to follow. Owens tried for a double jump moonsault, but Theory dodged it and hit a neckbreaker. He get, went for a cover, got a two count. Owens came back with a gut buster. He went for his own cover, only got a two count. Owens followed with a super kick and sent on for a near fall. Owens hit an avalanche fisherman buster off the second rope. Theory got his foot on the rope to break the referee's pinfall. After Owens pushed Theory back into the ring, we got Theory kicking the middle rope into Owens as he was entering. Theory followed with an ATL, which is his finishing move, and that was enough for Austin Theory to win clean over Kevin Owens and advance to the elimination chamber. Owens is not a heel. Owens is a babyface. Owens has been wrestling babyface. Owens got a huge reaction against Damian Priest. People wanted to see Kevin Owens win the United States Championship against Damian Priest. And we may be looking at Kevin Owens kind of just the fans 
really turning him into a babyface when WWE wanted to present him as a heel. So I don't know what their plan is for Kevin Owens. Maybe they do Kevin Owens versus Damian Priest again for the United States Championship. Finn Balor versus Damian Priest for the United States Championship. I, I have no idea. Rollins, Owens, Theory, and McMahon. I, I have no idea what they, what they could possibly do. Maybe we do Balor and Rollins. Theory and McMahon and Owens versus Priest at WrestleMania. I'm trying to think where everybody would fit in for WrestleMania. It's very, very undecided. So we'll see what WWE plans to do with all these guys. Matt Riddle, he's still doing the scooter race with Chad Gable. Street Profits were encouraging Riddle to uh, take a drink. They stopped him. So he took a drink out of the Red Solo Cup. And Riddle said, that's definitely not a sports drink. Then he scooted away. Gable asked for a cup. Angelo Dawkins drank it in front of him. Otis showed up with his own drink in his own Solo Cup. Gable thanked him and then spit out whatever Otis gave him. Gable asked, what the hell is this, steak sauce? Otis says, of course. Gable scooted away. They were on lap 39 out of 50. Angelo Dawkins versus Dolph Ziggler. Dawkins wins in five minutes. Who gives a shit? Ziggler went for a running super kick. Dawkins countered with an underhook twisting suplex for a one, two, three. Means absolutely nothing. Street Profits are pretty much in the middle of nothing. And when you got Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode feuding with you, man, that's pretty much bottom of the barrel on the show that you exist on. We got another Veer Mahan. Veer Mahan got a vignette. And he actually said something different tonight. He said he's been patient like a lion. Waiting and watching. Biding his time. And now the hunter has spotted his prey. Soon, I will strike. Veer Mahan is coming to Monday Night Raw. Still, we are now in February. The WWE draft concluded in October. October, November, December, January. Veer Mahan has been off TV for four months with vignettes for at least three of them. Where is he? Who is his prey? Who is he going after? At this point, does anybody fucking care? Like, really? The one time that you should have debuted him was at the Royal Rumble. But I guess everybody, through the constant changing of the fucking scripts over 20 times... In the last 48 hours leading up to the Royal Rumble, maybe they forgot Veer Mahan existed on the active payroll. And they didn't put him into the Royal Rumble. What is Veer going to do on WWE television? Apparently, WWE doesn't have any creative plans for Veer Mahan. Why? Put him on TV. Give him wins. Give him wins and put him in a match with Damian Priest. Get the fucking title off of Damian Priest. Put it on Veer Mahan. Put Veer Mahan on Monday Night Raw. Give him the United States title and move Damian Priest to the main event scene. Simple. Give him some wins. Give him some job matches. It's not difficult. Just get the fucking guy on television. Kevin Patrick interviewed R-Truth at ringside right at the finish line for the scooter race. Truth was, 
waving the big black and white flag. Patrick asked who he thinks he will uh, who who he thinks he will win this this uh, scooter race. Truth said the Bengals. So we thought the Bengals were going to win this scooter race. Riddle and Gable rolled down the ramp. Gable fell at the bottom of the ramp and was grabbing at his knee. Riddle was about to cross the finish line, but Otis came out of nowhere and gave him a big splash right down to the mat. Gable stood back up on the scooter, made his whip as Riddle, circled him a little bit in humiliation, and then crossed the finish line to win. Otis kissed him or kissed uh, Gable on the cheek. Riddle entered the ring and called Gable a cheater. Not cool, bro. Not cool. Gable, shh. He shh him. And then Gable asked if his cauliflower ears deceive him. Or are you calling me a cheater? He says. He says they all know he was, uh, he's never the type of guy that cheated at anything in his life. He says he didn't cheat to make the Olympic team or graduate with a 4.0 GPA. That's legit. He said since Riddle pissed him off and ran his scooter into the prize pupil of the Alpha Academy, Otis, he will get a match he wants, but it will be not against me. It will be against Otis. So Riddle versus Otis. Elimination Chamber qualifier match. I'm not sure if this was intended to be a qualifying match or not, but we got one. Riddle beats Otis, one half of the Raw Tag Team Champions, to advance to the Elimination Chamber. Otis controlled most of this match. There were several comeback attempts here by Matt Riddle. Riddle finally did get his babyface comeback, hit a big knee strike that looked brutal on Otis. He followed up with a senton onto Otis's legs. Otis blocked an RKO. Riddle caught him with a floating bro for the one, two, three. Riddle qualifies for the elimination chamber. Crowd liked Riddle here. They pop big for him as they usually do, which is why he is in the elimination chamber. And I mentioned this. Riddle's in the elimination chamber and Randy Orton is not. Riddle winning the WWE title in the elimination chamber to go wrestle Randy Orton at WrestleMania is not Something I want to see for the WWE title. Riddle should be chasing. I, I don't doubt that we get Matt Riddle versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Because typical WWE, they'll fuck it up. They'll fuck it up. I would absolutely do something as far as them continuing to be a team and then do the breakup after WrestleMania. Now, I know that Randy Orton versus Matt Riddle is a WrestleMania match, but for the sake of story and for the sake of AJ Styles winning the WWE title... I honestly think that we drag this out a little bit and give Riddle the momentum he needs to take down a heel Randy Orton and win the WWE title later in the year. That's what I think is best for business. Long-term booking. The longer it drags out, the better for Randy Orton, the better for Matt Riddle, and the better for the WWE title. I don't want you guys to do the same fucking thing you did with Big E with Matt Riddle. Everything needs a time and a place. Do not bust your load on something so soon that could make or break somebody's career. You only get one chance for the very first WWE title that you pursue. It needs to be done right. It needs to be taken, respected, appreciated, and cared for. You should not take somebody's first WWE title and do what you did like Big E. You fucked him up, and I never want to see him be WWE champion again. You had the moment there, and you squandered it. Do not do the same thing with Matt Riddle. Bianca Belair. 
She went one-on-one with Carmella. Nobody gave a shit about this. Bianca Belair is right now floating in a sea of nothing on Monday Night Raw. She beat Zelina Vega last week, and here she beat Carmella. Might as well make Bianca Belair a solo tag team champion. They'll probably be more valuable on Bianca Belair than on Carmella and Zelina Vega. So, Carmella did the whole fucking uh, man in the iron mask thing again. Belair threatened to hit Carmella with her braid, so she ducked and yelled and shrieked like a fucking banshee. Belair shoved her down, and Carmella slapped her. Belair chased her around the ring. Carmella yanked Belair into the turnbuckle, took over the match for a little bit. Carmella had a chin lock on for the majority of the match. The match went five minutes. Carmella had a, sh- a chin lock on her for about a, uh, three minutes. Three minutes. We got one minute of actual action in this match. And Belair powered out of it. Got a KOD on Carmella. And that was pretty much it. Bianca Belair beats Carmella for the one, two, three. Boring. Absolutely boring. We got another Alexa Bliss therapy session. Bliss told Lily that she misses her so much. The therapist said, it's not the real Lily, Alexa. It's a replica. It's a replica I bought off WWEshop.com. Had to get the plug in there for the WWE Shop website, right? Great. They might not be doing good business. I don't know why we need to plug fucking dolls on WWE Shop. Bliss hugged Lily, started to cry, and that's this week's therapy session. It's great. Every time I see this now, I will reach for the remote control. Mute the fucking therapy session and wish I was in fucking therapy session because I got to fucking sit through this garbage every single week. SmackDown is actually worse than Raw, believe it or not. I don't know how that's possible, but SmackDown is worse than Raw. So we got AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio. This was the final match of the night because WWE was saving the worst for last year and we got Rebecca Quinn, Becky Lynch, and Ronda Rousey to close the show for Ronda's big return. So we got Rey Mysterio versus AJ Styles, but before that, they went to Otis and Gable, who were interviewed by Kevin Patrick. Patrick said they had a crucial victory in the academic challenge earlier. They replayed Otis, knocking Riddle off his scooter near the finish line. Gable laughed. Of course I won the race. I'm a freaking Olympian, he says. He said, next week will be a quiz bowl. And RK Bro will lose that bowl, just like the Bengals will lose their big bowl game coming up. And then they can kiss their title rematch goodbye. AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio. Elimination Chamber qualifying match. This was very good between these two guys. AJ Styles wins. He advances to the Elimination Chamber after beating Rey Mysterio. They shook hands at the beginning of the match, which was a refreshing thing to see. You don't usually see that. Rey sent Styles into the barricade. And we are off to the running here. Styles got a chin lock on Mysterio. He was in control through a commercial break. Mysterio fought out of a Tilt-A-Whirl DDT. He went for a springboard crossbody. Got it. Got a two count. Styles came back with a fireman's carry neckbreaker. He went for his own cover. Got a two. Styles then ducked a 619, but Mysterio ducked a phenomenal forearm and followed with a kick to the head instead. Ray blocked a middle rope Styles clash. 
followed by a 619. Styles avoided a frog splash off the 619, but Wright caught him in a crucifix pin for a two. Styles came right back with his signature Pele kick. Wright countered the Styles clash again. So that was two times that Rey Mysterio countered the Styles clash. Styles countered a seated senton and finally hit the Styles clash for a third time. Third time is the charm here for AJ Styles. He wins after the Styles clash. One, two, three. Styles advances to the elimination chamber in Saudi Arabia. Good match. So the field of six for the elimination chamber after this is Lesnar, Lashley, Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, and Matt Riddle. That is your Elimination Chamber 6. Probably one of the best fields for the Elimination Chamber that I've seen in a very long time. And I'm going with AJ Styles to win the WWE title. Now, I know a lot of people will have an issue with this. Oh, why take the title off Bobby Lashley three weeks? Bobby Lashley is... He's somebody that got thrown into the middle of something that didn't really involve him. Because of Roman being out with COVID. So that's what they did. Bobby Lashley is an innocent bystander here. Bobby Lashley doesn't really need another WWE title, and his first title reign wasn't even all that impressive. In fact, Bobby Lashley's run was just right under Big E's as a failure. It did nothing. Bobby Lashley didn't make the WWE title look better. The WWE title didn't make Bobby Lashley look any better. WWE continued to book Bobby Lashley like a fucking weak champion, just like they did Big E. So I don't know who's clamoring out there for a Bobby Lashley second title reign. AJ Styles should be the WWE champion because it tells a far greater story going into WrestleMania. Who on that roster is going to go into WrestleMania and have a WrestleMania caliber match with Bobby Lashley? Are you truly interested in seeing Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins? No. No, you're not. Stop bullshitting. You're not serious about that. Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens. No, thank you. No, thank you. Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor. Been there, done that, seen it. No, thank you. Bobby Lashley versus Edge. Nah. Nah, I prefer the wrestling match with Edge and AJ Styles. Bobby Lashley versus AJ Styles. No, thank you. Bobby Lashley versus Rey Mysterio. No, thank you. Bobby Lashley versus Damien Priest. No, thank you. Bobby Lashley versus Shane McMahon. No, thank you. Bobby Lashley versus Veer Mahan. Maybe. Maybe. I'm kidding. No. There's nobody on that roster that's going to really sell me on a WrestleMania match with Bobby Lashley. AJ Styles versus Edge, WWE title. AJ Styles drops the title to Edge. Edge drops the title to Randy Orton. And Randy Orton drops the title to Matt Riddle. That is the way we need to go. What does Bobby Lashley do at WrestleMania? The fuck do I know? Put him in a one-on-one match with Omos. The fuck do I care? Main event segment. Ronda Rousey. She comes out. She made a ring entrance. Some reacted. Half of the fucking people there did not give a single shit about Ronda Rousey. I think everybody kind of feels the same way that I do, man. We want something new. We want something fresh. The women's division Sucks. Ronda Rousey came out. No expression. No emotion. I don't know if this is her playing a character. But I really don't appreciate 
the lack of emotion and excitement here for Ronda Rousey. I don't. I really don't. You know, you won the Royal Rumble. WWE was gracious, gracious enough to give you the Royal Rumble, right? You didn't need to win the Royal Rumble. You're Ronda fucking Rousey. You can do whatever the fuck you want. But WWE gave you the Royal Rumble. They had you point to the fucking WrestleMania sign like a, a blithering idiot. You know, at least you could show up and be excited about going to WrestleMania and challenging for one of the two women's championships, either Becky or Charlotte. I don't know if you guys felt the same way that I did, man. Ronda Rousey looks like she doesn't even want to be there. And that bothers me. Like, you just won the Royal Rumble, you're going to WrestleMania. You, you could at least show me that you're actually somewhat excited or at least pretend to be excited. Maybe it's in her demeanor just to be a fucking nasty bitch. I don't know. But if you don't want to be there, I don't know why you came back and stole a spot from somebody else that could have easily benefited much more than you from winning the Royal Rumble or be put in the main event of WrestleMania. At least show me some emotion. I got nothing. She's out there. She kind of did that half smile she does, that little smirk. It's like a one-fourth of a smile. So she looked at the WrestleMania sign, which at this point it wasn't on fire. I wish it was. I love the fact that the WrestleMania logo with the Royal Rumble went up and went up in flames. Not really in flames, but it was on fire, caught fire. That shows you that even God himself thinks WrestleMania season is going to be terrible. It is his sign from above. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling fans all over the world, WrestleMania is going to be a dumpster fire. This is my sign and warning to you. So she said she's been debating since Saturday night whose title she wants to take at WrestleMania, Charlotte's or Rebecca's. She said she has unfinished business with both. She said her attention would be a compliment. Becky doesn't deserve because the biggest fight for any woman at any time is always with her. She said Becky's stagnating title reign isn't her problem. She said she could choose Charlotte just to prove that Becky is still on her undercard. She then, she said then Charlotte and Rebecca will know that the baddest big time bitch is me. She dropped the microphone. Ronda Rousey reportedly is getting Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. I don't know why. I don't know why. Charlotte has been pushing hard for a match with Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. I wonder why. I wonder why. It was reported before the Royal Rumble that the plan for WrestleMania is Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey is wanted on Fox by Fox executives. So she will be on SmackDown moving forward. So she may be challenging Charlotte Flair as of Friday. She said she will decide Friday because they're going to milk this thing for as long as they can. Charlotte Flair and Charlotte may be announced. Or Charlotte Flair and, and Ronda Rousey, sorry, will be announced on Friday. The road to get there obviously had to go through the Rumble. Rousey won the Royal Rumble. The idea of a Flair-Rousey match at WrestleMania has been heavily pushed to management by Charlotte herself. 
Fightful Select reported that Charlotte has been trying to get the feud together for months. Rousey became a priority for WWE once the idea caught hold. The other women's title match for WrestleMania looks to be Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. The two will start a feud for the Raw Women's title leading up to WrestleMania. Many fans would have rather seen Lynch get the spot over Charlotte. Ronda Rousey is planned to be with the WWE for a year. The feud with Becky Lynch could could go down at WrestleMania next year in Los Angeles with Rousey on her way out. For now, Charlotte will take on Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey and Charlotte. All because of Charlotte Flair pushing for this match. Why do you think Charlotte Flair pushed for this match? She realizes that WWE with Ronda Rousey coming back into the company. She realized that at first glance, as soon as Ronda stepped foot in WWE, WWE was going to immediately give Ronda Becky Lynch. Charlotte knew this. Charlotte knew this. Charlotte doesn't want Ronda Rousey at Money in the Bank. Charlotte doesn't want Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam. Charlotte doesn't want Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series or TLC or fucking Royal Rumble next year or in Saudi. Charlotte wants Ronda at WrestleMania because Becky is getting Ronda at WrestleMania. And if Becky is going to main event WrestleMania with Ronda on one of the nights, Charlotte Flair needs to main event with Ronda Rousey on one of the WrestleMania nights. Tit for tat. If Becky's getting it, I need it too. If Becky's getting it, I want it too. That's the way it works. Meanwhile, the only thing that it's doing is showing how fucking selfish Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch are. Nobody wants to see it. I don't give a fuck about Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, and neither do you. If you do, you're one of the fucking e-drones that willingly accepts everything that they offer you. Nobody gives a shit. Charlotte is a bitch. She doesn't give a fuck about the title. She doesn't give a shit about the women's division. She doesn't give a shit about Ronda Rousey. Charlotte only wants Ronda because it guarantees her a WrestleMania main event. How is Charlotte going to look if Becky Lynch has two main events at WrestleMania and Charlotte only has one? That's the reason Charlotte is pushing hard. For Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. Toxic. There's a fucking poison in that women's locker room. And it's Charlotte and then Becky Lynch. It's a fucking disease. The match that everybody would like to see. I doubt it's any good. Because the triple threat match at WrestleMania 35 was fucking garbage. But the fans want to see Becky versus Ronda. Does it make sense? Yes. Does it need to be for the title? No. Just because of that fact, I don't think WWE does Ronda versus Becky this year. They will willingly bend over and get fucked up the ass by Fox executives because whatever Fox wants, Fox gets because Fox is paying the fucking big bucks. Meanwhile, they don't realize they're getting blind or they're getting robbed blind. Fox. They're a bunch of fucking idiots, man. WWE took them for a bunch of fools. So now Fox is going to get whatever the fuck they want. 
Ronda versus Becky doesn't need to be for the title. If Ronda and Becky happens, what's what good is, is Ronda Rousey being back? Can't beat her in the first match that she has, right? If she wins the title, what good is Ronda with the women's championship? That happened already. WWE dropped the ball on that. There's nothing there that I'm interested in seeing. You had every fucking opportunity to make it right when she was there the first time. Now you're going to give her the title again? To do what? Handicap the fucking division like Brock Lesnar's done for the last eight years? And put nobody over? Yeah, I got to see Ronda and Rhea and Rhea get buried. I got to see Ronda and Bianca and Bianca get buried. Who else is on that Monday Night Raw roster that's legitimate enough to be in the ring with Ronda Rousey and be legitimate enough, in my eyes as a fan, to beat Ronda Rousey? Nobody. Who, Liv Liv Morgan? Carmella? Zelina? There's nobody on that roster. Asuka, maybe? It's a terrible decision all around. So there's no doubt in my mind that Ronda's getting Charlotte. Because the only thing you need to do right now is rectify the fucking mistake you did at SummerSlam and Bianca Belair. And I don't even think that is a WrestleMania main event. But you know Charlotte is getting Ronda, and that's going to be the main event for night one. That's all she wants. She wants that fucking asterisk on her resume. I main evented WrestleMania twice. Becky's getting it twice. So why can't I? Meanwhile, Sasha doesn't have a role at WrestleMania. Bailey is not back yet, and she's on the fucking side of a milk carton. She doesn't have a role for WrestleMania yet. Charlotte is the Raw, is the SmackDown Women's Champion. She lasted out. She outlasted everybody in the fucking Royal Rumble to be one of the final two in the ring, as if she needed that, right? Again. The women's division is fucking garbage. I don't know how anybody could look at this shit and be pleased with what's going on. So Ronda is getting Charlotte. And Charlotte pushed for that match for the exact reasons that I gave you. Becky walks out. She interrupted Ronda as we all knew she would. She said, Ronda, you little weirdo, I missed you. Said she is using her government name. It's cute. She said, it's nice to see that you haven't changed at all. She said... She loses credibility saying she's on her undercard since he's never been able to beat her. She said she wouldn't blame her if she wanted to start with an appetizer like Charlotte Flair, but she's game if she wants to start with the main course in me. She told her to decide soon because the women's division has never been hotter. has never been hotter. Why is that? Is it because of the fucking great athletes in the division? Is it because of the overwhelming fucking out-of-this-world creative that Bruce Pritchard has given us the last year? Is that the reason it's on fire? Right? Because Becky Lynch's title reign isn't a complete failure, right? That's the reason it's on fire, right? The only reason why the women's division is on fire is because the creative is sitting in a fucking dumpster behind the goddamn fucking venue and it's on fire. That's why the women's division's on fire. Not because it's good, because it fucking sucks. Big time. 
fucking humor man really that's hilarious man jesus christ anyway um she said that hilariously she asked ronda for her decision she pointed the mic at becky and rousey grabbed her arm and threw her down to the mat with a judo throw rousey says you'll have my answer on friday rousey marched to the back becky said apparently rousey is scared of her or maybe she's just wanting to get out of cincinnati as much as i do Fans booed. She said she can run, but she can't hide. And and then all of a sudden, Lita comes walking out, and and Lita's music hits. She gets a bigger reaction than both Becky and Ronda Rousey. What does that tell you? Lita is walking to the ring, and she's talking to Becky. Wow, that's so rude, says Lita. Becky says she's been saying Rousey is rude for the past four years. Lita said she's the GOAT, and she wouldn't be talking to her that way. Lita said from the day she met Becky, she knew she would be great. Becky says, I've always been a fan of yours since I was a little kid and even got in trouble wearing her thong outside of her clothes. Lita said Becky never backs down from a challenge. Becky asked suspiciously, what, what, what are you getting out here? Like, what are, what are you asking for? Why are you out here? Lita suggested a match against Becky at the Elimination Chamber. And Becky said, um, no. So Lita says she never backs down from a challenge. Becky said that's out of context and doesn't apply right now. Lita says it's a lot of work defending the Raw Women's Championship. And if she's scared, just say so. Becky said she's many things, but one of them is not scared. Becky agreed to the match. Lita's music played. And she left the ring as Becky was standing there concerned about the decision she has just made. Um, listen, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what WWE is doing here with Lita. This is, this is clearly nothing more than a, a huge payday for Lita going to Saudi Arabia. And B, this is nothing more than a appetizer for Becky Lynch before we really kick off Becky Lynch's WrestleMania, which is presumably going to be against Bianca Belair. The problem I have with Lita, and I get why they're doing it. I get why it's happening. I get why it's happening where it's happening. I I get it. The problem I have with Lita is when you present Lita in this position, 47-year-old Lita against Becky Lynch, and you have her challenge for the Raw Women's Championship, you are automatically, automatically, Refusing to build anybody new for Becky Lynch. This is your problem. Because you want Becky Lynch as the Raw Women's Champion. And she can't be beat until X marks the spot at WrestleMania. Everybody else is going to have to suffer. They're either A, going to be pushed back and not get an opportunity. Or B, one of them unfortunately will get an opportunity a la Liv Morgan and be a loser for it, and worse off for it. This is why you bring in Lita. You don't have anybody else on the Raw women's roster or the SmackDown women's roster that is on equal comparison to Becky Lynch. Nobody. Same thing applies to SmackDown. There's nobody on Charlotte's level, and there's nobody on Sasha Banks' level. 
Bianca Belair is not even on Becky Lynch's level. She's fallen big time since SummerSlam. But this is WWE's problem, and it gets ignored by everybody in the community. You may love Lita. Everybody loves Lita. I have no problem with Lita. My problem lives within WWE failing to create new stars. What happens after Becky beats Lita? What happens? What does it do for anybody? It's just a match. It means nothing in the grand scheme of things. Then Becky goes on to wrestle Bianca. I have a question for everybody. What happens when Becky loses the title to Bianca Belair? Who does Bianca Belair go and wrestle next? Is it going to be Asuka? Is it going to be Bailey? They're both not going to be on the same show. It's going to be one or the other. So who's it going to be? This is my problem. If WWE's goal is Bianca Belair at WrestleMania against Becky Lynch, then what is going to happen in the aftermath of Bianca Belair winning the championship? You are right back where you were when she won the SmackDown women's title. There was no body for her to wrestle. God forbid WWE brings Bianca Belair to the forefront at the top of the division and we get Lacey Evans. Because that's exactly what I see happening. WWE is going to give you new. WWE is going to give you fresh. And then we get Lacey fucking Evans as the number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship. The Raw Women's Division sucks. They're going to do the same thing to Bianca that they did to Becky when Becky beat Charlotte and Ronda at WrestleMania 35. There is nobody lined up for Bianca Belair. That's what you really need to be concerned with. The more you bring back Lita and all these fucking people that don't belong there, you constantly push people out of the title picture. And the more you go with the tried and true Becky and Charlotte and Sasha and Bailey and Alexa and all this other fucking bullshit that you refuse to change, fans are desperately asking for a change. Desperately. The lack of reaction for Ronda Rousey tonight in Cincinnati, Ohio, was clear as day. People want new. People want fresh. What you're doing with the women's division is not it. There's one thing I would do. One thing, if I had one, two, actually two wishes. Number one, get Monday Night Raw to two hours. That, that, that would be number one for me to change in WWE. If I had one fucking wish, it would to be, or it would be to end the brand split. Merge the fucking divisions. The women's division by itself on Raw and SmackDown as separate divisions is absolutely the fucking worst thing about the women's division is single-handedly killing the division. If WWE had one title and actually made competitive matches and built people up through fucking wins on television, I guarantee you, you'd look at the women's division different than how you see it now. Now, but WWE wants to call Lita. What happens when Lita isn't available? What happens when, when Lita can't make a trip or, or she can't do it anymore? She can't wrestle. She wants to retire. What are you going to do then? Oh, let me call up Trish. What happens when Trish can't do it anymore? Tired of the same shit, man. Tired of the same shit. And is anybody asking what we're doing with Sasha Banks at WrestleMania? Becky's getting Bianca. And Charlotte's getting Ronda Rousey because of political strings that she's pulling for the last six months. What is Sasha Banks doing at WrestleMania? What are we doing with Sasha Banks? We doing Sasha Bailey again? We doing Sasha Oscar? Are we doing Sasha Trish? 
Sasha Page at WrestleMania. What are we doing? Seems like WWE doesn't have a fucking clue as to what Sasha Banks is doing at WrestleMania either. A complete fucking mess. You put all your eggs in the Ronda, Becky, Charlotte, Becky, Charlotte, Ronda basket. And nobody else has a fucking spot at the table. Nobody. You're stuck wondering what they're going to be doing at WrestleMania. If they're even going to be there. And if they are, is it going to mean anything? It's fucking ridiculous, man. That is your Monday Night Raw post show right here on Off The Script. Hopefully you guys enjoyed all of that tonight, man. I appreciate you. 2,700 in the venue tonight. Thank you so very much. We got 1,200 likes. Thank you, guys. Thank you for hitting that thumbs up. Get your super chats in, man. Get them in. We're going to hang out right now. Read them. Go through them all. Make sure your beverages are cold. It's last call at the bar. So get them on in, man. Also, make sure you guys join the channel, man. Become a channel member. Become a VIP. You guys get access to those emotes in the chat. Custom emotes for off the script only. And you guys get those badges next to your name to show off your VIP status. And make sure you guys hit that subscribe button, man. Become a part of the OTS family. We are live Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. And every single pay-per-view that happens this year. Live on YouTube, man, right here on OTS. Let's start at the top, man. We got Lauren Hutton with three Super Chats in a row. A two, a five, and a five. Last night's Rumble was dead awful. Not worth it. I think these will be the raw participants for the chamber. Edge, Omos, Styles, Orton, and Riddle. Lashley is defending. This must have come in before the Monday Night Raw show actually took place. Edge is not there. Omos is not there. Styles is there. Orton is there. Riddle is there. And Lashley is there. So we got Lesnar, Theory, Rollins, Lashley, Styles, and Riddle. Original plan for the Rumble was for either Riddle or Orton to win, according to reports. Lesnar was a last-minute decision. Vince changed it. Of course he did. We'll go over that tomorrow on the podcast. Thank you, Lauren. Haywood with a $5 super chat. Me. WWE needs to end the brand split. Also me. If WWE gets better, it will mean less JD rants. Insert Omas, Damian Priest, Braun Strowman impressions. Oh, no, those would stay. Brand split or no brand split, they would stay. But yes, um... We all want the brand split to end, but I doubt you guys would get less rants. My rants are a little bit more calculated, man. My rants are a little bit more visceral. My rants are a little bit more less screaming. There's no point in screaming, man. I think as I, I think as I get older through this podcasting thing, man, I'm maturing a little bit more. You're not going to really get those, those fuck Eva Marie, you know, Battleground 2017-like rants, man. I'm well beyond that, man. I'm a master of my craft now. I can't be doing that shit. But you guys know when I'm angry. You guys know when I'm angry. You'll know. Kiana Colwell with two $5 Super Chats. Thank you, Kiana. One, she says nothing. And then the second one, she says, this women's division is six feet underground at this point. Shaking my head. Yes. 
Now, you'll have the diva stands and the fucking blithering idiots, the morons, the imbeciles on social media who love Lita coming back. And it means absolutely nothing to anybody. It's a slap in the face to the fucking division. And it's a slap in the face to everybody where, where, you know, WWE's not doing much for the women's division, but they're okay with Lita coming in. You're actively telling me that you don't give a shit about the creative, you just want Lita. And women like Lita to come back. It's ridiculous. Tony Brown with a 4.99 super chat. JD, I am still in the VA hospital. Can I have a hyperlink to join Viper? I don't know. A hyperlink to join Viper, Tony Brown. What is Viper? What the hell is Viper, man? And I'm sorry to hear that you're still in the hospital, brother. When are you getting out? I thought you'd be home by now. Lauren Hutton with a $2 Super Chat. Show sucked. What was I off about my chamber picks? Oh, don't worry, Lauren. Can't win them all. Michelle Moran with a $5 Super Chat. Feel like we are getting Rollins and Owens at WrestleMania again. And they are restarting the right Dominic split again. Unless title for title tees. Or useless title for title tees. OTS for life. Are we getting the Ray and Dominic split again? Right when the game comes out? I don't know. I feel like we're getting Rollins and Owens again. Which sucks because I think both guys deserve a lot better than getting each other again at WrestleMania. Tony Brown with a 999 Super Chat. Super Chat not allowing me to speak. Uh, I don't know what you mean, Tony. Clearly you typed there. I think I think with a 999 Super Chat, you got a certain amount of characters that you could use in the Super Chat, man. The higher you Super Chat, the more room you got to say whatever you want. Lauren Hutton with a two and a two. Why set all the participants now? Because WWE only has three weeks to build the chamber. You know what they'll do. They'll set the chamber matches or the chamber participants now. And we'll get uh, WWE doing a gauntlet match. Or something along the lines there where they put all those guys in one match. And they'll determine who comes out last. Or we'll get Lashley and Rollins versus Riddle and Styles in a tag team match. Whatever the case may be. They'll mix them up. And try and create drama in the weeks to come. It's the typical shit. Watch Riddle win the chamber and face Orton at WrestleMania. No. No. Matt Riddle needs to chase. Brandon Bogan with a 999 Super Chat. I love your work, man. And we'll be there at your meet and greet next Wednesday. Would like to know what I need to buy. Your merchandise. Would it be like cash app or cash? Um, it will be cash only. It will be cash only, guys. I will let you know. I did have a square attachment for my iPhone. I don't have it anymore. Or you guys can just PayPal me, man. You guys got PayPal? You can pay me right through PayPal. We'll figure something out, man. 
Yes, next Wednesday, meet and greet, Atlantic City. Lauren Hutton, $5 Super Chat. Becky, Lita is a great match, but why? And there was no Edge, Orton, Liv, Asuka, Maurice, or Beth tonight. Where were they? Beth, Phoenix, and Maurice are finished. Asuka is due back anytime. Liv Morgan, WWE doesn't care. Orton will be back next week. And Edge, Edge is a part-timer. Can't have Edge on the show every week. Nick Williams with a $5 Super Chat. WWE needs to have a long-term plan and stick by it. Get Cash App. What the hell is Cash App? Nick Williams, WWE never has a a long-term plan. Ever. Bruce Smith with a $10 Super Chat. Much as I love the Rollins-Reigns match, there was no long-term booking in that. Am I to forget the two times the Shield reunited against Ziggler, McIntyre, and Strowman? Guess Roman forgot too. Of course he forgot, because Strowman's not in the, in the fucking company anymore, so WWE bypassed that as if it never fucking happened. Lauren Hunt with a $2 Super Chat. East, uh, EC, Elimination Chamber, will set a Riddle Orton, possibly Edge Styles. Yes. Nikki Ice with a 499 super chat. Hey JD, I don't watch regularly, wondering what happened. And who has the Intercontinental title? I feel like I haven't seen or heard about it since 2018. Nikki. Shinsuke Nakamura is the Intercontinental Champion. He's been out with an injury for four months. WWE kept the title on Nakamura and refused to vacate it. Before that, it was on Apollo Cruz. Apollo was a waste. I don't think he's won a match all year. Right now, the IC title's on SmackDown, and apparently Sami Zayn is the number one contender for the IC title. You haven't seen or heard about it since 2018 because WWE doesn't want you to see or hear about it because they don't care for the Intercontinental title. Boo Smith with a $5 super chat. I personally hate that they tease this title versus title match. They know they will not do. As soon as Brock got added to the Elimination Chamber, I was fucking pissed. Lazy. He won the chamber. Why is he in why he won the Royal Rumble? Why is he in the chamber? Don't understand it. He's just there for Saudi payday, man. That's why he's there. Joseph King with a $5 super chat. I do wish WWE was more of a sport-oriented product like both AEW and New Japan. They are not perfect, but they both give you more of a sports feel than WWE. Yes. Yes. I wish WWE was more pro wrestling as well. Lauren Hutton. Lesnar already has guaranteed match at Mania. Priest heel turn soon. I could see Priest turning heel. I could see Priest turning heel, absolutely. Oos Smith with two $2 Super Chats. I can see the women's title situation being mid. People really thought Mickey James in the Rumble was epic. People have incredibly low standards, man. People, people have incredibly low standards. The IWC is rather pathetic, man. Remember, these are geeks that don't have any life, man. They don't have any life. 
is he getting excited about with Mickey James? You'll never hear Impact on TV again in WWE. Never. We're forbidden door. It doesn't exist. It's locked. Marcus Zimmerman with a 499 Super Chat. Hello, JD. I've been watching you since last summer. I think you are awesome. I totally agree with you about WWE ending the brand split. OTS for life. Marcus, happy to have you here, brother. Happy to have you here, man. Gary Sphere with a $5 Super Chat. What's up, brother? I know nobody wants Ronda for Charlotte, but I don't want Ronda to be the one to finally beat Becky Lynch. She does not need it. I don't want to hear Charlotte bragging about beating Ronda either. Official dime with a 499 Super Chat. I feel a Shane Austin Theory match is coming at Mania. Indeed. Indeed. Gary Sphere with another $5 Super Chat. Can't imagine them beating Lesnar at the Rumble, Chamber, and Mania. Have an awful feeling he's beating Roman at Mania and smashing my TV if he wins the Chamber. Lesnar lost to Lashley. He lost the WWE title to win back the WWE title in three weeks to only drop it to Roman. Lesnar's going away after WrestleMania, guys. He's not winning the championship. Unless he's taking the WWE titles with him. Right? He's going away till SummerSlam. There's no point in having Lesnar as a champion right now. Kiana Caldwell with a 199 Super Chat. Who the hell is dressing Becky Lynch? In the noisy confusion of life, keep peace with your soul. I don't know who's dressing Becky Lynch. She looked absolutely hideous tonight. Horrendous. If they think that's fashion forward, man. I don't know. The professional gamer with the $2 Super Chat. WWE always makes wrong decisions. Why even watch? Because I have this show that I did tonight in front of 2,900 uh, people. 29,000, I wish. 2,900 people. Gamer. Why do you watch? Goofball and Company. 499 Super Chat. Do you like Brock Lesnar better as a heel or babyface? As a babyface. Aaron King with a $5 Super Chat. If professional wrestling was like movies, AW is like watching Jaws with an extra large pizza in your lap. While WWE is like being forced to watch Borat. The first Borat was great. The second Borat. My God, that shit was a waste of my time, bro. I did get through all season, season one of Yellowstone, man. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, man. I'm hooked now. I will say my two favorite things about season one are Beth Dutton. And Rip. I'm a Rip guy, man. Rip is my boy, bro. That's it. Rip is the man. Joshua Simo with a 499 Super Chat. With Brock's win, nine wrestlers out of all participants in 34 years of Rumbles have won 19 times. Does That makes no sense. With Brock's win, nine wrestlers out of all the participants in 34 years of Rumbles have won 19 times. That makes no sense. Reverend Davey Thompson with a $5 Super Chat. 
It's a shame WWE puts more effort into its talk shows than its wrestling. By the way, Dr. Pepper, please keep it stocked. Dr. Pepper, some good stuff, man. Dr. Pepper, some good stuff. I'll give you that. I don't know what you mean, Josh. What, what do you mean? Brock's win, with Brock's win, nine wrestlers out of all participants in 34 years of Rumbles have won 19 times. Lauren Hunton with a $2 super chat times three. Charlotte and Becky aren't best friends anymore. Watch WWE make Android break her dad's record. Love your WWE title pitch idea. Someone sign JD. Thank you, Lauren. I would never work for Vince, though. 10 May, 26 months with that golden microphone, bro. Oh, my goodness. Keep up the good work. Thank you, 10 May. Jared Ford with a $5 Super Chat. WWE is known for the other LTB, long-term bullshit. Plus, the future is bright for Natalia Markova as Hog Women's Champion. Yeah, that was a fun show to call, man. Hope you, hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, Salamanca and mine commentary on that. Had a really good time calling that show. Max Mello, 94, 199 Super Chat. Who would you like to have been... Uh, who would you have liked to seen win the Rumble? Somebody new. I'm both somebody new. Said Suka with a 999 super chat. Lesnar needed to drop the title to get it back at Saudi because they're doing a unification match at Mania and having someone else win the Rumble complicates it because they would have. They would have ha- had to get their shot at WrestleMania. I don't like that it's all about Brock Lesnar, man. I don't think we're getting a unification match. I'm going to go about it in a different way, man. I'm not even going to talk about it. Maybe we'll get it. The more I talk about it, I feel like we don't get it. Raging Texas with a $2 Super Jack. JD's Elite Soldiers for Life. Jesse, get me a drink. I think Jesse's playing Fortnite with his kids. Fucking geek. After Jesse jumped around Fortnite wearing a fucking goddamn bunny outfit. Said Suka with a 199 Super Chat, which is why he won the Rumble after dropping. I don't know, man. I'm not going with that. I want that to happen. Believe me, I want that to happen, Suka. I, I want it to happen, but I, I, I don't think it's going to happen. And I'm not going to talk about it or think it because maybe it'll happen. I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's name, man. SKC Music Guy. 499 Superjack. Congrats to WWE for opening up the forbidden doors to the UFC. Roderick Berry with a... $20 Super Chat. JD, screwball, double shot. In therapy, watching this crap. I'm sorry about that, man. If you are in therapy, I hope all is well, man. Seriously. And yes, screwball is delicious. I could actually use one myself. Next Wednesday at the meet and greet, I'll be drinking screwball on the rocks. 
Raging Texas with a $2 super chat. My JD Elite shirt rocks. OTS for life. Yeah, that's some good shit, man. Those t-shirts are fucking great, man. Bonfire.com. Go get your t-shirts. You guys know where to find all the merchandise. Jesse says he uses Mike Lowry from Bad Boys, not a bunny. Of course he does. Jesse also told me that he wants Lana versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Goes to show you how creative he is. He really wants to kill the fucking show. When in doubt, call Lana. WWE wanted to call Lana for the Royal Rumble. You believe that? Anyway, guys, I'm about to get out of here. It's about that time. Axler Hater. $2 or Axler Hate with a $2 UK. Super chat. Hi, JD. Greetings from Italy. Been a fan since 2015. Axel, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you. Anyway, guys, uh, I'm about to get out of here, man. What a night. What a weekend. Thank you for the Royal Rumble love. 5,400 people live on Saturday night, man, for the Royal Rumble. You guys killed it. You guys killed it. Another 2,700 tonight. 2,800 tonight. You guys killed it tonight. Awesome, awesome stuff. Let me know what you guys think about my booking decisions, man, with the Elimination Chamber. Some of you think Brock Lesnar's going to win it. Title unification, title versus title. I think we're going AJ Styles, man. I think we're going AJ Styles. I think what I did is the best course of action. I think we need to start making new stars. And if it means Matt Riddle, then we do Matt Riddle. Eric Martinez, Becky Gaspacho is cold, just like the women's division. Yeah. Yeah, maybe she uh, maybe she mixed up her appetite. I don't know what Titus was serving in, in the venue tonight. I don't know. She got her hot and cold mixed up tonight, man. Anyway, guys, uh, I'll be back tomorrow afternoon with Off the Scripts. Lots to talk about as far as everything coming out of the Royal Rumble. Very depressing news coming out of the Royal Rumble. Plans changed over 20 times. Shane McMahon produced the match and made it all about himself. Major heat on Shane McMahon. Matt Riddle was scheduled to win at one point. Vince changed it to Brock. So we'll have the podcast tomorrow and then NXT tomorrow night. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. Continue to hit that like button. And thank you for all the super chats tonight, guys. I'm getting out of here, man. I need two things from you guys before I get out of here. Number one, I need those guitar emojis in the chat. And number two, man, I need those Mustang emojis. And then when that music comes on, that guitar solo comes on, I need that music on max. I'll see you guys tomorrow for the podcast. And then tomorrow night live back here in the venue for NXT. Until then, guys, take care, and I'll see you tomorrow.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.